You are listening to Weight Loss Made Real, and this is episode 41. I'm your host, Master Weight Loss Coach and author, Cookie Rosenblum, and today and every Tuesday, I'm here to coach you and teach you exactly how to end your emotional eating, how to bust through your binges, and how to leave all your overeating habits in the past. Welcome, my friends. If you've just found me, I'm glad that you did. And if you're a regular listener, I'm glad you're back for another coaching session. So here's what we're going to talk about today. Are you a working woman who overeats in the evening? By working woman, what I mean is working in the home, working outside of the home, working in an office for a company, or your own company, it doesn't matter. If you're a woman in the world who works, I'm going to explain the connection between why you are able to hold it together all day and fall apart with your eating in the evening. So get comfortable, let's get started, and we're going to dive into this topic. Now here's something I see all the time, no matter how you define yourself in the world. No matter what type of work you do, whether it's for family or a company, you are a woman who achieves things. You are a woman who has skills. You're a woman who has responsibilities and you're smart and you get through your day juggling multiple responsibilities, multiple priorities, rising to the occasion, using all of your resources switching gears whenever necessary. You are hustling all day long and you're good at it. You're really good at it. And that's the MO of your typical day. This is what I see all the time. You know how to shift whenever necessary. You know how to get things done. But here's the contrast that I see when day turns into night. You typically hold things together, juggling all the balls during the day, but at night, all bets are off. And that is usually when you slip into emotional eating. And what happens is your resources are used up, or at least you think they are. You're tired, of course. Your blood sugar may be low. Your focus is fuzzy in the evening. Your energy, yep, it's depleted. And your willpower from the whole day is at an all-day low. That's understandable. But what also happens at night for you and many of the women that I work with is that emotionally and physiologically, both, you're at a low. You need relief. You may still need more energy if you still have work to do in the evening or you have a family that you still need to be present for and get things done for. It's like you're on second shift or third shift. It doesn't end. So naturally, one of the habits that you learned, one of the habits that you taught yourself is that reaching for food will make you feel better. And you know, and I know that it's not usually chicken and roasted veggies that you reach for, but it's food that lights up the reward center of your brain and it allows you to veg out, and it allows you to kind of give up. And when you do that, you slip into your overeating habit in the evening, 
and then you beat yourself up for the rest of the evening, which doesn't make for a good recovery from the day. It doesn't leave you feeling great about yourself. And it certainly doesn't help you accomplish anything. It doesn't make you, it doesn't reinforce the idea that you are a woman who can hold it all together. So during the day, you're one person. During the night, you're another. Here's what you're not seeing about yourself, the big picture. Now, remember how we talked about your ability to rise above your situation and look down, to switch perspectives, to go from in the moment to the big picture. So let's rise above your nighttime eating situation. And I don't mean middle of the night eating. I mean more end of the day eating. Let's rise above it and look down and see what you're doing. Here's what you're not seeing about yourself at night. You are a woman who looks at problems that come your way as projects. You put on your analytical hat, you evaluate what's going on, and you look for a solution. And if one solution doesn't work, you look for others. When you put on that problem-solving hat during the day, what's happening? You know you have resources. You know your strength. You know you have all kinds of different abilities. And you know that these abilities in the back of your mind, I think you know that they could help you in all kinds of problems, but you're not using them when it comes to this personal issue with eating. And why don't you use those skills? Well, firstly, I would bet that you're looking at the evening eating with tremendous emotion and you're interpreting the fact that you fall into that habit as one big lumpy failure instead of what you do during the day, which is analyze a problem, break it down, create steps to take. But when it comes to a personal issue, like you're eating after work in the evening at the end of the day, you look at it tremendously through the lens of your emotions and you come out wanting, you come out not looking so good, not feeling so good. But it's really not the problem. It's not the eating that makes you feel not good about yourself. It's the lens through which you're looking at it. The other reason that you're not using your skills that you use all day on this evening eating issue is that you're not looking to the big picture. You're stuck in the moment. You're stuck in your emotion. You're stuck in the situation. You're stuck in a ruminating thought. You're just stuck. You're not looking at the big picture, which is something that you do during the day. So instead, what I would like to ask you to do is go back and listen to episode five, where we talk about Project You. I want you to think of this totally differently. I want you to think of your emotional eating at the end of a long, hard day and put it through what I'm going to call the business plan for your body. I want you to look at your desired outcome in terms of your end game. How will your life look when you've achieved stopping eating from exhaustion and from frustration, when your weight is where you want it, and when overeating is no longer a problem? I want you to really visualize yourself 
at that goal. We're going to tackle this just as you would tackle any issue that you tackle during the day, whether it's for your kids, your partner, yourself, a medical issue, or an actual work project. So instead of being so together and being so resourceful for everybody else in the world and everything that you're working on, and then falling apart in the evening, I want you to approach the evening differently. I want you to approach your evening eating problem just like you would a project. So the first way of looking at your eating in the evening is you're dealing with very specific situations that create the desire for you to run away from an uncomfortable feeling and to eat emotionally. This is what I consider level one eating. And you're dealing with specific issues. You're not looking at the whole big picture, but let's break it down just like you would an issue that you would deal with with work. What are you already doing well? And I know that your tendency may be to say nothing. Nothing is going well. But that's just because you're used to putting your focus on what's wrong. So let me ask you again, what are you doing well? And where is the gap between where you are and where you want to be? What do you need to learn? And where do you need support? And then finally, what should your first step be? So if you're dealing with these evening eating issues, what is the first step you could take to change your habits in the evening. Now think about level two. Level two is where you do look at using your skills that we've been talking about for eating on a broader plane. So instead of dealing with one situation like not overeating snacks when you're taking your kid to gymnastics and you're starving because you didn't plan, that's situational. Level two is where you use the skills that you use all day long and you learn how to eat on the broader plane, which is how to eat from hunger and how to manage your mind on a regular basis. And we're going to continue to talk about these two really big, big ways of dealing with the eating issues. And we do, and we already have in many podcasts previous to this. So just think about it now. If you're thinking about focusing on, am I hungry and what's going on in my mind right now? At this level, what are you already doing well? Look for it. Don't automatically reject that because you're still working on things that you're struggling. Where is the gap between where you are now and where you want to be? What do you need to learn? Where do you need support? What's your first action step? This is just exactly the way you would handle any issue. What is my problem? Where do I want to be? Where am I? And where is the gap? What do I need to get me through this? If you can do this to solve an issue in your home with your family at work, you can do this for the emotional eating that you do in the evening. And now let's look at it from level three, which is more global which is the bigger, bigger picture, which you may not consciously ask yourself during the day, but it's what I want you to train yourself to do. And that is a global level. What kind of woman do you want to be and how does she act in her world? 
What are you already doing well in the big picture of your eating? Where do you want to be? Where is the gap? And again, notice how unemotional these questions are. Notice how I'm just taking apart a problem and I'm approaching it from three different ways. From the situation, the exact situation you're in, for example, when I am tired, I tend to eat after dinner. Then I'm approaching it from another level where I look at the broader picture, which is I only eat when I'm hungry. And if I'm in a negative mood, I look at what's causing that negative mood and I manage it. And now I'm looking at it from an even higher, more global level of who do I want to be? How does she act? How does that woman act? So what are you already doing well in the world of eating? Where's the gap? What do you need to learn? What do you need to support you? And what will your first action step be? If you could look at this evening eating, this emotional eating, which usually comes from being exhausted, and look at it really objectively, like you probably do with most other problems or questions in your life, it will be so much easier to take apart and see what your steps should be instead of falling into it automatically with no hope of making anything different or better. Where are you now? What do you want? What's in between those two places? And then create a plan to wake up and notice what you're doing. Notice what steps you're taking and what you wish they were instead. And little by little, start to create something that you can be proud of and eliminate a problem. It's a challenge. It's a project. It's a problem. But problems are meant to be solved. And, you know, during the day when you're working on solving something, once you figure out what to do, I would bet that there's a little bit of competitiveness that comes out where you not only want to solve the problem, but you want to ace the problem. You want to do it in the best way possible. You want to feel proud of yourself. You want to chalk it up to your abilities to know what you're capable of. And in order to do that, you need to create confidence. You need to create forward momentum. And you need to do that by looking at it as a challenge instead of being defeated before you even start. So when you get home in the evening and you're tired and you've been through a full day, instead of defaulting into your usual giving up and just going right into your old behavior of cleaning out the fridge before you go to bed and then feeling awful and regretful and ashamed, then I want you to try to step back and begin to look at it as a project. What level am I viewing this on? Am I looking at it as just in this moment how to not overdo the chocolate? Or am I looking at the big picture of why am I eating in the first place? And each evening, each night, the end of each workday, I want you to not dread it. I want you to look at it, and this may sound strange and possibly unbelievable in the beginning, but every time you encounter your typical eating problem after work, after a full day, it is a good thing because it's another chance to practice. If you are suddenly going through a very unusual and lucky period 
where everything's going very smoothly and you just go right to bed and take care of yourself and you don't feel the need to overeat. This does not mean that the problem is gone. What this means is that by luck, by chance, you've avoided those triggers that usually lead you to eat from exhaustion or from just not wanting to deal with things. But the way to truly eliminate those desires to overeat at the end of your full day is to hope that they come and to face them and to not respond to them, to look them in the eye, feel the pull, feel the urge to do what's familiar and not give in. That's what will help prune those pathways that are not helpful from your brain. Hoping that they don't come up and maybe being lucky for a few nights or a few weeks, it feels good, I know. It feels like a relief, but the problem's not gone and it will come back as soon as something triggers you the way it always used to. So I want you to welcome and really kind of think to yourself, all right, the only way that I'm going to eliminate these habits and change what I do is by changing what I think. So I want life to bring it on for me. I want those triggers and those challenges that come up for me in the evening. I want them to come up so I can look them in the eye and not respond to them. And I could look at them just the way I do all the other issues, all the other challenges, all the other problems that you deal with during the day, that's how I want you to view these. They are problems to be solved and you can solve them because you do it all the time in so many different ways. I want you to focus on what you've accomplished in life. What are some of the things that you feel proud of? I keep a little index card and I keep adding to it And every time I do something like start this podcast or write my book or teach a class with someone in the world of work, there's many other things I'm proud of in life, but focusing on my work and, you know, the fact that I've raised two really wonderful kids and have a good marriage, it could be any subject you want. But if you keep a little list or even a little mental list on what you've accomplished periodically, You pull it out and you look at it and you give yourself a little mental pat on the back. I want you to see yourself as a woman who can do great things. And the proof is of what you've already done. And if you're thinking, well, I haven't done much, I don't agree. I think you're not looking hard enough or you're not looking in the right place. And then I want you to think about this. And I'd love to hear from you if you want to share it with me. What skills have you used in what you've accomplished? Because I want you to begin to make this connection between skills that you use in the world and skills that you need to then turn around and apply to your eating issues. You do it in the world. You can do it for yourself. And that is where I'm going to leave you today. We will come back and touch on this subject again, of course but stay focused on what have you accomplished? What skills do you use? And begin to consider the possibility that you can apply them to anything in particular to your personal eating issue that shows up at the end of a hard day. 
If you look at the show notes, there's several different ways, if you're interested, that you might think about talking to me and working with me. So first, go to the show notes, and if you have not already, grab a copy of my book, Clearing Your Path to Permanent Weight Loss. It's a full book, and it is available to you because you're my listener, and it's downloadable. So grab that. I don't want you to keep making the same mistakes over and over again, and that's what the book will teach you. But I also have a group going on at all times, an emotional eating group, the Freedom Group, ends several times a year. Catherine Hansen and I will do a brain over binge group for binge eaters. So see if there's some way that you might consider taking the next step from the podcast and getting more personalized help. I also do take one or two new one-on-one clients each month. So you might think about that too and maybe consider talking to me just to see what it's like and if we're a good fit. So I hope you come back next week for another coaching session where we will continue to work on your emotional eating and your binge eating step-by-step until they both become something that you used to do, because that is your ultimate goal. So for now, this is your Coach Cookie reminding you that as you search for answers, keep it real just like you. And I will see you next week.